0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Hello, happy Thursday, uh, happy Jackets Game Day. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day i am as always jay foster today uh i am doing something a little bit different uh instead of talking about the blue jackets uh i sat down with deanna uh weinreiner for sin bin hockey to talk about the cleveland monsters and how their season is uh shaping up guys to look out for uh things like that so i will get right into it so uh, I'm here with Deanna Weinheimer of Simbin Hockey. Uh, she is the reporter for the Cleveland Monsters, our, our AHL team uh, up in uh, northern Ohio. And so far, it kind of seems like the Monsters have been imitating the Blue Jackets in terms of their like early season performance. Uh, I believe they only have one win in their first four games, so what's it kind of what it looked like kind of from a, from an insider perspective, is that expected or are they underperforming a little bit? I would
0: say for this season in particular, it's kind of to be expected. So one thing to remember when you're looking at the, at the Cleveland monsters, uh, especially they have, as of the very first game of the season, they have as many rookies as they have returning players from last year. So it was right about eight, nine players that returned and then eight or nine rookies. And some of these guys would normally still be in juniors, but because some of the junior leagues aren't playing, there were different agreements that were reached that allowed them to come up into the American Hockey League and allow them to sign contracts there so that way they can you know, still work on their development and things like that. But I mean, they're still trying to... To gel, I think, kind of like the Blue Jackets, they're still trying to figure out their their identity. You know who they are. They're still trying to find consistency. Um, I think their top line right now, which is um, Tyler Sakira, he's new to the Monsters this season. Uh, The center Zach Dalby, who is also the captain, longtime veteran, and uh, second year player Trey Fix Wolanski. I think they are. Kind of leading the, the way for the entire team in tenacity and speed and just kind of setting the tone. Um, so those three are doing really well. I think right now Zach Dalby might even be overperforming a little bit as to what was expected since he missed a large chunk of last season with a knee injury. So he, I definitely think, is, is overperforming a, a, a little bit based on expectation. But, I mean, the team will take it. He's tied, or actually he leads the team right now in goals with three.
1: Yeah, he was, he was someone that I've always kind of, like, I've been a, a big Zach Dalpe fan, like, since, <laughs> since his days at OSU. Um, and so he always feels like one of those players that hasn't quite ever been able to make the jump to... NHL caliber, but I've always heard kind of good things about you know when he's called up, when he's at training camp, you know he seems like he's a guy that puts a lot of effort in and and gets rewarded for that. Uh, Trey Wolanski as well as someone that I'm really interested in in terms of potential future Blue Jackets, um, and then you know there's a couple of guys like uh, Cole Sherwood. Who is you know a local boy? Obviously, uh, kind of how how do you think our our local boys are are doing so far this season? Because that's been kind of the big story with the Blue Jackets has been you know Jack Rosenthalik coming home and you know just having this the first ten games he has you know nine or ten points so far. So right, and actually the Monsters have three local boys
0: um they also have carson meyer um who had a huge debut the other night um i believe it was in rockford yeah yeah it was against the rockford ice hogs on monday night two goals in his first professional game amazing (laughs) um and then you know as far as the actual prospects um of course i Actually, let me backtrack just a second. I don't want to forget uh, Connor McDonald. He's on a trial contract with Cleveland. Another local boy came up through the AAA Blue Jackets, all that system. But with Cole Sherwood, we actually have um, kind of limited uh, looks at him this season. Unfortunately, he had a pretty scary looking injury the other night in Rockford. He did end up coming back uh, to the game on Monday night, but he was out last night. Um, he did not play, so I'm assuming uh, that was related to that that injury, but I will say the effort is there, the speed is there, he's as gritty as he normally is. Um, he's got the same sort of, of attitude that he always does, just I just don't think it's quite come together for him yet. I mean, he doesn't have any goals, any assists, anything like that uh, so far this this season. But hopefully he'll be back soon. Hopefully the injury isn't anything too, too major. And we will, you know, the Monsters will will have him for the upcoming weekend series against Rockford.
1: Yeah, definitely. And again, that feels like a thing that's kind of the same for the, the big team as it is for the farm team is, you know, we just, we can't seem to keep everyone healthy at the same time. Uh, I know we sent Liam Foodie down and then he immediately uh, got injured, which is really annoying because we sent him down so we could get ice time. And then he's not even getting ice time in, in Cleveland at the minute, but I had the chance to watch him play. I think the game against Grand Rapids uh I thought he looked really good in that how do you think he's kind of as someone who you know is probably too good for the AHL but is struggling to find his way in the NHL how do you think kind of he's looked in limited limited minutes so far this season I think is probably the best best way to put it
0: in the very Limited minutes that he had, I thought he looked pretty good, but I really think he could really benefit for spending some time with guys like Zach Dalby and um, Tyler Sakira and Nathan Gerby, you know, guys that have kind of been around the block a little bit. Um, played with different teams, with different systems, just learning from those veterans um, in a place where he can excel and hopefully build some confidence up. I think that could go a long way in trying to make sure that he's good to go from here on out. Um, Because you don't want him to sit on the taxi squad in Columbus or be a healthy scratch, because then he's just obviously sitting there. You know, he's not really learning as much he's not staying in game shape I really think just some good time down in the AHL especially under head coach Mike eves who is a former I mean he spent a lot of time coaching in college so he knows how to work with guys Liam Foodie's age and get the most out of them and teach them how to become a true professional
1: yeah that's kind of the the, the same um thought process I had for Andrew Peak, who obviously just got sent down uh, earlier today in the, he was playing like, I think he had 11 minutes of ice time last night against the, against the Blackhawks for uh, Columbus. But, you know, presumably with Cleveland, he'll be getting, you know, closer to 18, 19, maybe, you know, over 20 minutes. So I think getting meaningful minutes in Cleveland, especially for you know, Peak's only twenty-two. I don't even think Liam Foodie's twenty-one yet. It's it's important for guys to basically just play on as long a leash as possible, I think, which Foodie and um Peak are not necessarily gonna get in in Columbus.
0: Right. And I, I mean, with Andrew Peak last season, um, I got to talk to him several times, got to talk to some of the guys that served on the same pairing um, or were on, you know, just in the ice, in the locker room. They all adored him up there. He was a good teammate um, and he really seemed to thrive under Cleveland's systems. Um, they tried to mirror Cleveland and Columbus kind of close, um, that way, it's a pretty seamless transition. But like you said, getting them top minutes per night, it's going to help in the long run, I think. And personally, I'm just glad to get another He wouldn't be a veteran, but another returning player back from from last season healthy to Cleveland (laughs) uh, because they have been struggling so hard and they have so many players that are just on tryout contracts, just basically plugging, you know, the empty roster spots until possibly some of these other guys get back.
1: Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Deanna about monsters, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real time updated odds and props on basically anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. So if you go to betonline.ag, sign up today, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you put $100 in, they will give you $50. If you put $200 in, they will give you $100. It's literally free money. Uh, It's brilliant. Once again, that is betonline.ag, and if you use promo code LOCKEDON, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Columbus Blue Jackets, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. think it's going to be a a tough season for the the ahl specifically just because of like covid protocols and the taxi squad i mean obviously you guys are probably going to be without matisse kivlenics for most of if not all of the season uh which leaves you with um veni bevelainen who has not looked great so far in in this season i think he's only played one game so far but one game yeah uh I, you know I would expect I would expect more out of out of him um but how do you think the goaltending's been doing so far obviously Brad uh Brad Thiessen's played most of the games and doesn't appear to be aging at all um I feel right? like <laughs> since I started following the team in 2015 and hasn't changed since then yeah so. good old brick wall Brad um
0: It's kind of funny because he, last year, it was Matiski-Vlenix and Benny Bevelinen, and he was signed to a, you know, a lower level AHL deal, um, basically just to kind of have in Cleveland's back pocket in case of an emergency, um, but he mainly was kept around to serve as the goaltending coach, and that was kind of a deal um, this season too. He kind of gets signed at the 11th hour. You Okay, just in case we have goalies go down in Columbus or here in Cleveland, we have him ready. I don't think he would have believed you then if you told him that he would have started the first four games of this season. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy with the way that it all worked out, but... For an aging goaltender, he's in his mid 30s, playing against kids that are 19, 20, 21 years old, a lot of rookies um, across the entire league, you know, wanting to prove themselves. I think he did pretty well. The stats aren't quite there, but there were, I mean, he made some big saves at some big times. Um, and then Bevilainen for his first game. Uh, this season, I mean, he played, I think it was in the Finnish leagues. It was a league in Europe. He played a little bit, but for his first game back in about a year in North America, I think he was serviceable. Um, obviously couldn't quite get the win. Um, but all in all, I mean, he wasn't too bad. He made 21 saves on 24 shots. Unfortunately, just not enough for the win, but I don't blame the loss strictly on him from, from last night um, on Wednesday night. Or sorry, on Tuesday night. I, I'm getting my days mixed up here. <laughs> um, there were a lot of breakdowns um, towards the end of the game, but I, I digress. I, Viveline is one of those types of guys that the more you play him, the steadier he gets. Um, So he'll be fine. He just has to knock some of that that rust off from the extended off season.
1: Yeah, once again, the the big club and the the farm team doing doing the same. I saw we uh, Cleveland was it there was about ninety seconds left and they gave up the game winner. Like that's just an extremely extremely Blue Jackets uh, uh, trick for this season. So. It makes sense. Uh, that Cleveland's doing the same thing, I guess.
0: Yeah it um, it all came down to the same thing. I think, like the same issue that um, I think it was John Tortorella had said about the Blue Jackets with concentration, and it was the same thing last last night. I mean, Cleveland was up two to one. They looked to have momentum, solidly in control, and then at sixteen thirty seven and then eighteen twenty seven, they gave up two goals. I mean, the last goal with like a minute and a half left in the game, the guy was left wide open. There was nobody around him. And he just one times it right through the back of the net. That was a total breakdown of concentration. And I just kind of sat there in my living room watching the TV. I just kind of put my hand over my face. (laughs) How? You should have had him covered. He was just standing there. It, It looked like, oh, you know, Ovechkin in his office what are you doing <laughs> cover this yeah, kid exactly
1: it's it's just like the Blue Jackets have lost a lot of games where they've lost the game in you know the space of 45 seconds like I don't know if you watched the second Nashville game uh from this weekend where it was 2-2 going into the third and then 40, 45 seconds into the third period we were down 4-2 because we just didn't get the memo that the game was, the period was starting back up again, I guess. Um, but to kind of switch from things that are not so great about the monsters, um, of the of the new guys, obviously we talked about uh, Carson Meyer a little bit earlier. Of the new guys, who has kind of, who has impressed you the most? Who were you kind of most excited to see more of? This season, I know for me, I was looking forward to uh, seeing what Cliff Pooh was going to turn into because we got him in the Marcus Nudevara trade this uh, off season, I believe. And he's a guy that I've kind of liked the look of over the last couple of seasons. So kind of what, who of the new, the new guys do you think is going to kind of be an integral part to the, the Blue Jackets? In the future. Well,
0: what well, unfortunately, a lot of the guys that are making noise right now with the monsters aren't blue jackets prospects, um, which is a little concerning. <laughs> but I, I do want to say, um on defense, Wyatt Newpower, he has been amazing. Now he is just on a standard player contract with Cleveland, it's just an AHL deal, but I have been impressed by, I mean, he's just been great. Um, Ryan McInnes, especially in the last couple games, has done really, really well um, with speed. I think it was him the other night that he got out on a, he started to go out on a breakaway. He shoots, he like passes the puck to the wall to get around. a a defender gets his own rebound off the wall and shoots the goal on a breakaway. And I think it was shorthanded if I'm remembering right, that there's just been a lot of of games here recently for Cleveland. So some of them may muddle together, but I think he's been doing really well. Um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of him this, this season just because he did seem to have a little bit of, uh, consistency issues last season. But so far, Ryan McKinnis is doing well. Um, of course, Carson Meyer, he, he, I don't believe he was extended a qualifying offer from the Blue Jackets. So I believe he's just on an AHL deal. But I would not be surprised if he keeps up with what he's doing if the Blue Jackets do not take another look at him in the future. Um, Fix Wolanski, you know, again talked talked about him. He looks extremely promising. Um, right before the season started, we had a chance to talk to uh, several of the coaches in Cleveland, and they all were just praising uh, Fix Wolanski on how much faster he got in the offseason, how much conditioning work he's done how much skill work he's done so i think out of everybody in cleveland that i've seen so far fix Wolanski, hands down is the one to watch um, you had mentioned cliff Pooh, but i really i haven't seen a whole heck of a lot out of him i a lot of times he's down on the third line so it's kind of limited minutes so it could just be you know, the coaches don't know him well yet, um, but he does, he does have one assist in two games this season. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out over the rest of the season. Granted, a very short season. Cleveland's only playing 28 games. So we'll see how it all unfolds.
1: Coming we up in just a minute. I've got a little bit more of my conversation with Deanna. But first, I've got to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you endure, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, chooses the brand that his warehouse carries, the brand that's going to make him the most commission? Uh, you have computers at home with access to rockauto.com, so you should do that instead. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, if you can put it on or in your car or truck, you can get it at RockAuto.com. The catalogue is unique, super easy to navigate. You can really quickly see all of the parts available for your car and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, those prices are always reliably low, and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Right, Locked On in there, how did you hear about this box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get podcasts. I feel like it's going to be a really tough season to kind of evaluate young players especially because there's just there's just not enough games. Um, but yeah, Fix wolanski I think for me, is one of the guys that is right on the on the cusp of like being able to to break through like we've got um Kevin Stenland is is up with the Blue Jackets now I think he'll probably I think he's probably up to to stay for good and he oh, kind absolutely. of was that he was one of those players that I thought was just on the uh, just at the breaking point for being able to stick around be able to stick around and then obviously Mika Kova retired and we ended up being like well we need centers so I guess we'll keep keep Kevin Stenland around and I feel like if there is an injury or, you know, another trade or anything like that. I feel like Fix Wansky is probably on the list of guys who is like the shortlist for the next guy to kind of get a, get a shot at, at the big team.
0: Right. And one thing that uh, fans should remember too, is with the NHL, they don't have, like if somebody goes down, that's on the active roster in Columbus. They don't have to pull immediately from the taxi squad. If somebody is doing really well down in Cleveland, they can grab someone straight from their two-way roster. So if a right wing goes down, I would not be surprised if they just straight call up Trey Fix Wolanski, especially if he keeps playing like he's playing now. I mean, his speed and everything would complement, you know, say like a line A or a Roslevic really well, I think.
1: Yeah, that's kind of... I, I, to be fair, I forget that myself a couple of times. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, like, having guys like Peek on the on the Monsters makes sense because we're getting ice time. But then, obviously, we just called up uh, Gavin Bayreuther, who, in fairness, I liked what I saw from him in uh, the very short kind of Blue Jackets training camp. He played a couple of scrimmages there. Um, I thought he kind of held his own pretty well. Um, I don't know that we'll see him on Columbus. I feel like... This is literally okay. You can sit on the taxi squad in case of like emergency, I guess. Like if we're on a, a road trip or whatever. And then uh, if we want to call Peak back up, then I feel like Peak is probably going to be the first, the first guy to to return. And yeah, oh, yeah. if if Fiks keeps playing well, then it would be it would be fun to see him on the Blue jacket, especially a season like this where, to be frank, I don't know that we're making the playoffs. I don't know that we're going to do much of anything this season. And it kind of feels like one of those seasons where we should just kind of let, let the kids play.
0: Yep. Yep. I would not be upset in the slightest to see, especially whenever you look at the contract situation for Columbus coming up and they have so many contracts that are coming off the books after this season. And why not, I mean, if, if it's not this season, it's the season after that. Why not see what you have sitting down in your taxi squad and your AHL team, see how they fare against some of these other guys? I mean, do they hold their own? Do they look completely out of place? Especially if, like you said, they're not going to make the playoffs or even be a bubble team.
1: I think. It's kind of a, a similar situation. I was talking to um, the host of the Ducks podcast on the on the same network that, that this podcast is on about uh, Trevor Zegris, who has been phenomenal for, you know, the AHL goals. He was really good at World Juniors. He's, you know, a really, really hyped prospect for them. They've called him up to the NHL. They sat him on the third line and then didn't play him which just kind of feels a little bit pointless. Like, if you're going to call him up, then you might as well play him. But right. I feel like this season of all seasons, um, I've been talking about this a little bit kind of over past episodes. This is Tortorella's last season with the Blue Jackets, I think. Uh, I don't know what next season is going to look like for us um, in terms of contracts. We've got to pay Line A. Uh, I believe we've got to pay Jones and Warensky either this season or next uh, they Felino's come off, off the, the 22-23 season. So
0: they have, Jones and Worenski have one more
1: after right, this okay. one. But we should probably start thinking about how we're going to afford both of them. We've got to pay line A. Uh, it'll help mm-hmm. a little bit that Dubinsky's coming off the books at the end of this season. Uh, Felino is this season or next, I think. So we do have this some kind of flexibility, but it's going to be a very different team next off season. I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow, I will be breaking down tonight's game uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Hopefully, we'll have more positive things to talk about than the last game. Uh, And then on Saturday, I will have the rest of my conversation with Deanna from Sinbin Hockey. So make sure you keep your ears out for those. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am at Jay the goalie. If you would like to follow this podcast, I am at LO underscore Bluejacket. I will be live-tweeting tonight's game, as always. Uh, I will try to be less passive-aggressive than I was last game, but I can't promise anything. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. And I will see you tomorrow.